The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. Hey, thanks for listening on The Light FM. We're glad you're here. Welcome. My name is Braxton. Excited to introduce you to this week's guest on Community Spotlight. He's a friend of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, actually not not too far located from the headquarters at BGA in Charlotte, North Carolina. He is the visionary and the executive director of the Harvest Center, and his name is Colin Pinckney. Welcome, Colin. Good morning, Braxton. Thank you for having me again, brother. Oh, excited to have you back. Uh, thrilled to talk about what you guys are doing at the Harvest Center there in Charlotte. They're a ministry that is helping the homeless community in a very unique way, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But, Colin, as we kind of start today, you serve that homeless community in Charlotte, not something that I think many kids say when they're young they want to grow up and do. So it is a calling. It is a desire of your heart. Tell us a little bit more about that in your life. Well, Braxton, it's funny you mentioned that because I've often said to people, I went to school for engineering at NC State University. Uh, and of course, I didn't finish in engineering. You can tell by the career I'm in now. Uh, but that's because I was told I was good in math and science. But I knew instinctively, I've always known instinctively, there was a pool in my life to serve people. Uh, going back to my childhood and growing up in my home, which is unfortunately a broken home, like so many of the listeners that grew up in a home where there was, you know, there wasn't a dad and there was a lot of struggle. Out of that, I began to grow. I remember being 11 years old, telling my mom, mom, get me a Bible for my birthday. I think God wants me to do something with my life. So I've always had this knowing, this gnawing. And I think now the positive way we say it, we call it calling, right? But sometimes it's born out of a deep pain. uh, And I can honestly say I've known that in my life, but I'm honestly privileged and blessed that I get to serve the people, the population of people who have many needs that are exacerbated by homelessness. So uh, I've, I've always sort of known it, right? And, and, I, and I think had I known going to college that I could pursue a quote unquote career in nonprofit and serve my community and help people, particularly with my faith, I would have jumped on this train a long time ago, man. Yeah, but I'm honored and blessed to still be able to do it now. Yeah, yeah. And the Harvest Center, for folks who are unfamiliar, is not a homeless shelter. You do serve the homeless, but it's very unique in a different way that a lot of folks do it. So share with us how that is. Well, uh, so what we provide, I'm, I'm so glad you shared that because a lot of time that's a misnomer. People think that 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 we do provide emergency shelter relief to people who are homeless. And though that is an important need, uh, our model is to provide transformational housing. And so what we do is we find those individuals could be a single man or a woman or a mother with children or a married couple with children, or even uh, we've got a grandmother with three of her grandchildren living on our campus. Uh, we provide an 18 month wraparound, fully supportive program. We call it the Charlotte Passport Program. Uh, and we serve, uh, we meet as uh, all the needs that we believe are part of any person living a full, whole, thriving, abundant life. So we address um, the eight areas of need for every human being. Um, I won't try and quote them now because I'll forget one, Um, but we do provide a wraparound services. And over 18 month span, uh, our ultimate goal is that um, everyone who enters our program will leave, uh, moving into permanent housing, working sustainable, career-minded jobs, and ultimately connected to a community of faith. We believe that the only sustainable life change 
is um, in the body of Christ and, and what Christ did for all of us. So that's important that we have that as one of our goals. Um, and, and we find that that really makes a difference for so many of the people that we have the opportunity to serve. Yeah, and that's really where it all starts is a foundation in, in Jesus Christ. And I'm curious, Colin, your take on the cycle that is homelessness. You talk about broken childhoods and broken families. That's probably a big part of it. But what is the cycle and how do we try and break that cycle as a society? Yeah, man, I, I don't want to sound too too Jesus speak and religious, uh, but we I, I believe we the cycle is that we all have fallen short of the glory of God. Sin in our lives puts us in a lot of precarious situations, um, and ultimately, um, the I believe God's will is that we will return back to Him, uh, and that we have and He has made a way for us to do that through His Son Jesus Christ, and that's why our program. We're so intentional about saying this is a biblically based environment uh, and we, we take no funds that would restrict us from proclaiming the name of Jesus Christ, because we do believe that um, he is the ultimate what we call transformation specialist. We have a few of our staff members who their job title is transformation specialist, but we like to remind them to say that, remember, Jesus Christ is the ultimate transformation specialist. And so uh, we believe that the root of this problem is deeply rooted in our own sin nature, but also exacerbated by the brokenness that many of us see in the home uh, that ranges everything from single parent homes, uh, under resourced home, homes that are generation, generationally impacted by poverty and other resource deficiencies. So that's why we intend to impact all of that on our campus. Um, and so um yeah, we believe that uh, it's it's not an unsolvable issue, which is one of the reasons why we're not an emergency shelter. Um, though there are people who do that, we believe that the ultimate will of God is that that people would be fully transformed to move into permanent housing and have the dignity of a home where they can raise a family and build generational wealth and help raise their the next generation of community leaders. Uh, and we've got to repair the home if we want to really solve this problem of homelessness. Uh, and not just in Charlotte, man. I'm telling yeah. you, Braxton, I meet with folks from across this country who come to see our model, what we do. And it's in Dallas. It's in Greenville, South Carolina. It's down in Florida. It's everywhere. And it's almost epidemic that people are being, uh, that we call them homeless. But it, there's, this, there's this common thread that it goes back to the family and ultimately back to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And, you know, I think across, as you're talking about the country, across the country, the mental image uh, is homeless adults. That's kind of what we think about, you know. But stats show that many are children. In fact, about 50 percent stats show. So what are you doing to help fight those numbers and help kids that are homeless? Well, what you mentioned to break the cycle, Braxton, that's where it gets broken. Uh, we won't break this cycle if we only deal with the adults. Yep. Children, uh, there's a lot of research to prove that children who are living in any type of housing insecurity or homelessness are 80 times more likely to, to live, relive that in their own lifetime as adults. And so we know that the cycle, uh, it's, it's bad enough when there's an adult who finds themselves without a home and a place to live and a place to build from. But imagine a single mom with two and three kids until we just moved in a family yesterday, uh, a mother who is desperate for change. And we know, and my staff knows, 
we everything we we're going to serve that mom but i want my staff fully focused on those children how they're doing socially how they're doing in school and how important it is for us to have opportunities for them on our campus in our community to meet other kids to be part of a community to be valued for who they are to hear somebody other than their mother say i love you right god loves you there's a plan for your life so we've got this whole community approach you know that that helps our kids we provide everything from preschool care to after school daycare child care so moms can work and we've got several beautiful um uh, ministry partners who work on our campus with us to take our kids on hiking trips and and overnight camping trips. And right now we're getting ready for the summer. So we believe that every child deserves uh, a great summer experience. So all of our kids, otherwise they without us, they wouldn't go to summer camp, right? Uh, so we provide all those things that we believe help normalize life for kids and help those children know that they are loved and valued and appreciated. And for me, it's personal Braxton because I don't want any child that we serve to have the memory that I had as a child when my family had to go to soup kitchens and reach out for help from the community. Um, what I remember very distinctly as a child in that those situations was it felt very embarrassing to be in that situation. It was, it was almost a shame and it, it affected my sense of um, value and purpose in life. And I'll, that's always lived with, remain with me. When we serve our kids, I want the children that we serve to remember that when they think about their experience with us at the Harvest Center, that it was a great time in their life. It was a time when they were loved, when they were valued and appreciated, and that and they heard purpose and destiny spoken into them and over them. And they don't they didn't allow themselves to be limited by their circumstances. And that's why we provide wraparound services for kids. It's so important that the children, the children hear this message of love and reconciliation because they're living it right now. Um, and um, in our city right now, sadly, there are over 5,000 children, according to our school system, who are living homeless. Wow. Think wow. about that. Yeah. Homeless you, school and homeless. You know, you're talking about the things that you're doing for kids and families and, and what the Harvest Center of Charlotte does. And there are other organizations that are doing great work, too, in, in Charlotte and others plenty around the country. But it's more than just the organizations, the people that, that do the ministry. It's the whole community that will help overcome some of the issues that we're seeing today that you're talking about. So what can people do that don't work in homeless ministry to help you guys or maybe just help their community where they are? Well, the first thing I would say, Braxton, is hopefully if these are believers that you really engage in your church, that you become the hands and feet of Jesus in your church home. Because one of our goals is as we see lives transform is to, to point uh, our uh, program participants to churches in our community. And for churches to be able to understand that a person joining their church may have once been homeless and once been, and they have, their children have been growing up in poverty. It's gonna be so important that that church understands how to serve and love those families. And I find a lot of churches, though they have, they have good hearts and benevolent hearts, they don't always have the understanding of what it means to love on people who maybe are not quite like them. So I, I'm always encouraging churches, become more informed, make sure you've got a ministry of understanding not just doing, but get to know what it's like 
um, to be a homeless child going to school. Think about that. Let that inform uh, how you read the Bible, how you study uh, the life of Christ, and let that show up in your in your church. Because the real test of our success will not be whether or not we get them a place to live and we help them get good jobs, which we do. But if, if there aren't churches around them in proximity where they can go and continue the transformation of their lives, the discipleship piece, then, then we really, it's going to be a challenge. We've set a goal for our organization uh, to achieve 0% recidivism which means that no family, no individual who comes to our program will ever be homeless again. And I will tell you the sad truth that there are these cycles, people keep falling back into homelessness, even after they get help, even after they go to the shelter, um, even after they get placed in an affordable house, they fall and they default. I, I believe it's because our churches aren't fortified enough to become an anchor and a continuing service uh, to these people and see them for uh, the struggles they've come through and anchor them because we believe that the church is the answer, but churches have got to be well-equipped. Um, and I think it just, we're in a generation now of, uh, of really pulling through on some things that we've started. You know, we want to, we want people to finish well. And I think church is the best place for people to do that. So yeah. I am sure that we, we welcome people to come out and be hands-on and serve uh, and, and give and do all that. But I really believe, Braxton, that if we can fortify churches in a way that they really help people finish well uh, and they anchor them in their faith, you know, so discipleship ministry, care ministries for churches are really important, particularly targeted at this population. Their needs are a little different, right? The preacher can't preach his normal dogma and think that he's going to be helping these people move forward in their faith. And the Bible studies have got to be relevant. If you've got a small group, you know, maybe a small group that talks about, you know, we've got small groups of women who've had abortions. We've got small groups of men who, who have got sex addiction and porn addiction. What about a small group for anybody who's ever been homeless mm. and who's come out of poverty? That would be a powerful group, right? Yeah. And that would help the people see that the church sees them and cares about them and knows their struggle and identifies with them. And I think that will help us with our goal of zero percent recidivism. We don't want anybody going back to that life. Yeah, yeah. You've got some so great we, ideas, Colin. If a pastor or a church staff member had any questions, would you be available to, for them to reach out to you? All day, every day. Yes, awesome. sir. I would. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you can find him online. Contact information, everything there at theharvestcenter.org. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram when you search for the Harvest Center of Charlotte. His name is Colin Pinckney, and he is their visionary and executive director of the Harvest Center of Charlotte. So, uh, we we love what you guys are doing at the Harvest Center, and just we're praying for you. Know that, and you know, hoping that uh, over the next year that you see some of those goals uh, that you see God working in a mighty way. So, thank you for sharing a little about what you guys are doing there in Charlotte. Glad to do it. I, and let me say this too, Braxton. You know, I'm I'm no fool, man. Billy Graham office is right up the street from us. You better believe I've made a relationship with those guys because you guys know uh, what it looks like to to have impact, right? And to sustain that, to sustain that impact. So I've got some great friends at BGA up the street, and I'm always sharing ideas with them and talking to them, and they really are an encouragement to me in so many ways. Uh, and how we do our fundraising, how we're lifting up our ministry, how we're getting the word out to other people. And, and then this platform that you guys are doing, it's a, it's a godsend 
that you guys would allow us to sit um, uh, and use your resources to tell our story. Uh, it's just a blessing. And I thank God for how you guys have shown up in our city and are doing that around the world. It's a blessing. Well, you know, we're talking about community, and it's fitting that it's community spotlight, but that's what the community of Christ is, you know, being able to help each other out where we can. So it's an honor for us to do that. Amen. And if you'd like to listen to any previous episodes of Community Spotlight, you can. They're always available on demand in a couple of ways, the easiest of which is when you download the Light FM app. It's a free download at your favorite app store. You can also find it at thelightfm.org or when you text the word Spotlight to 800 800- We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.